Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the your company name here. Studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your host Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? OG5. It's fucking thursday <laughs> what's going on everybody it's hey thursday. at least it still begins with the t hold on this is what's going on let me uh it's thursday we took monday off because well some of y'all tuesday. like to do things uh, tuesday. that's tuesday we took off yeah tuesday took off i didn't i had monday then no show tuesday but yes we are back we're making up it's a makeup date kind of like when the sales department sells an advertisement but doesn't run they got to come in with a makeup date so we're here, we're making it up, and joining us from the bourbon closet of the Yacht Computers, formerly known as Done For God Anyhow, What's In Your Head Studio is Gordon in Las Vegas, Nevada. Gordon, how's it going, fella? Yeah, I figured a little Kentucky bourbon tonight. I need to turn that oh, mic for now. Just Elijah smash. Craig. I'm doing good, <clears throat> I guess, all things considering. I'm crazy busy, now I got a barking dog, they were chill. Um, that's about it, man. How you guys doing? And joining us from the deep, dark depths of the location Gordon forgets about and never wants me to intro the man. He always forgets that Mike's around. It's the man from a Coming the- out of the swamp in his shorts and bare feet. With oh, you're not even going to give him credit for Crocs? Nothing but a fishing pole and a crescent wrench. He's the host of the Tackle Your Personal Best podcast, a.k.a. secondary heater installer for the Digital 410 building, Mr. Mike, no use of our last name. What's up, fellow? Hello. Howdy. What's up? What's up? I didn't know gents? plumbers use crescent wrenches. It's called. Of course. Yeah. That's like the plumber's like Bible. Oh, you know, to me, a crescent wrench is the fixed open end wrench of a. Uh, no, I thought a crescent wrench is often confused with the monkey wrench, it's the adjustable one. Not vice grips. Yeah, crescent wrench is an adjust. It, it's yes, called it's an adjustable. It's a big old wrench. chunk. Of I have apparently cast been iron. Out of the too long, and have gotten into the bourbon a little too early. I acquired, oops, a triple threat set of high quality Flea Masters crescent wrenches from somebody somewhere along the line. They're in my toolbox, and they're heavy, and they're durable, and they do the job. But every, everybody should have a decent toolbox in the garage if you're over 26 would you agree mike i about a absolutely agree a toolbox yeah but that usually comes in your mid to late 30s i think 20 year olds but yes you definitely i have a toolbox on top of a. you i got the beat when you want a toolbox on top of a toolbox but you can't afford the second toolbox but you have a dresser you want to throw away you just put that in the garage stack your toolbox on top of that put your reciprocating saw down on the other end and you got yourself a redneck tool chest. <laughs> but what if you've got a toolbox on top of a toolbox plus a dresser and an IKEA little cubby hole thing on top of the dresser? And then mounted above that horizontally is your bed box out of your Toyota Tacoma that you bolted in with tap cons because it was too small to fit on your tundra. And so you bought one on Facebook Marketplace and now you have a sealable cabinet where only tall people who can reach the double handles on top can crack that bitch open. And then if you don't have that, you have three racks hanging from your ceiling, actually four, for storage. Yeah. I have a $10,000 toolbox from the 80s that I inherited from my father. 
Is it like a snap-on or is that? It a... is a snap-on. <laughs> that's a gift and a curse. It Ooh, is. that's a good topic. Here's one out of the box with your head style. What is a get? cursed inheritance and or gift that you got? And I'll start. My grandmother had a sweet-ass china set table. Mm-hmm. Chairs. Mm-hmm. What some people referred to as a bar, but no, it was a. Isn't that called a Davenport? It was. We called it a buffet. Yeah, a buffet. And it was. You would set up oh, your 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 buffet on top of the buffet. It was cherry. It was super. It was nice. Came with a half inch padding from the nineteen forties on it. Probably maybe thirty two. And my dad had. You think it, it was that it was, old? It was pretty damn old. Yeah. Or late 40s, early 50s at the at the newest, I would say. Because keep in mind, this is back in 19-fucking-93. So at that point, it was already 30 years old. And my dad had it. And then when he moved to Texas, I acquired it. Now, I acquired it as an 18-year-old who tends to bounce around from home to home. <laughs> so trying to find a place for that, it was a gift that I inherited it. And it was cool to have because it had always been around us while we were kids. Mm-hmm. but no one's stable at 21. So luckily I donated it to my cousins who was married and had a house, but that's one of those gifts. It's, it's a curse. It's like, Oh my gosh, I want this. This thing's cool. Like your 30,000 ton roll around, snap on mail, the toolbox. Do but, they still have it? That's the question. I don't know. Someone will have to ask them. I'm going to have to step away for a minute. I got to let the dogs upstairs cause they're screaming and I can't deal with it right now. Is that what you guys call it? But I do got something. I do want to show you that came from a grandparent. Let's see if you recognize. Okay. Hold on, Zoe. But go ahead, Mike. What was your? I I I do have a another item that is a gift and yet a curse. I have a rolling tea cart that was handcrafted in Italy. It was my grandmother's. Mm-hmm. She kept it in the corner between the love seat and the and the sofa. Mm-hmm. Back when people little... would come home. And they would want, it's basically the 1930s, maybe 20s, 30s equivalent of us, you know, like to come home and just chill out and watch Netflix. Yeah. They would come home and have a martini, a camel, and listen to the yeah. radio. And so yeah. every house had either a tea cart or the, the remember the ashtray on a pedestal that was yeah. about the height of the arm of your grandfather's recliner so that he did not have to move his hand more than, oh, I don't know, six and a half inches to the right. To <laughs> a few flick inches, it, yeah. Flick right a there, butt. Flick it, yeah. And then just lift it up to his mouth. And These cats are you know old that, school. These cats that, these cats seen World War II. They seen Korea. So they can sit there for 15 minutes with that butt just hanging out of their mouth and then occasionally just pull that out. That tea cart is actually, it's a curse because my sister wants it. And it was gifted to me. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, a tea cart. I use it as a booze cart now. Exactly. I keep my, my wines and my, my uh, bourbons and stuff like that. On now, when you my, come home from glasses a, and whatnot. When you come home from a long day of sitting at a podcaster's house waiting eight and a half hours for his, his water heater to empty out so you can change the coil for the second time. <laughs> when you come home from that long, hard day, does the fiancé, does she have the... Ice bucket there, topped off with a nice bottle of the ingredients in which you need to make your preferable preferably. Absolutely not. Yeah, we were sold a bill of goods. <laughs> <laughs> Recognize this. 
Yeah, that's very, very cool. Um, that Looks like a knife. That'll segue yes. into my next topic that I just thought of. But that particular knife, uh, there's about a, a range of three to four years in which our grandparents got us pocket knives every year for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, my dad went to Europe, brought home Swiss Army knives from Switzerland. Victinox. And it being the late 80s, early 90s, how a father would sit down at his young boys and discuss with them the dangers of such a sharp utensil that came with many O-blades, tweezers, and a plastic toothpick, might I add. He proceeded to unbox one of said knives and ran the blade down his arm at the right angle just to shave all the hair off his arm. And he looked at us Look and he how said, sharp it is. Look how sharp it is. If we can do that to this, don't fuck around. Handed us our knives and we moseyed off. Now, Mike has the same style of knife. It's a, now, I don't know by the 80s and 90s this if they were still case. still bone, but they, they have yeah, the appearance like of being bone. Mm-hmm. And just to go to show you guys that we don't communicate prior to the show, <laughs> if I were to walk 20 feet that way, but I would have to leave and grab my airborne uniform, I actually found a knife that looks exactly like that that was issued during World War II. And in the airborne, like when you're watching Band of Brothers and I got the, the M42s on, when you unzip that, there is a second pouch in the zipper column at the very top on the left. There's another zipper, and you unzipper that, and there's a knife stashed in there. It's that exact style knife, but it was issued to the United States Army, and I could have pulled that one out. He keeps walking off, but... Um, we so, continue. So are you going to sell her the Am cart? What? Are you going to the sell cart? Her? Yes. You, you were no. saying you're... Now is that going to be an area of contention between you guys at some point? Or are there going to be passive-aggressive comments handed across the tur- turkey table? There's always passive-aggressive Pro- comments. Probably. It's it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's... Now, can we... I, I can't go I can't go too much into detail with it, but I can say that she definitely wants it. And her knowing that I have it. Are you the elder sibling? No. <laughs> Hold on. I just walked into the middle of the conversation because I went to look for something to open this and... It's my sister. Don't worry okay. about it. It's my sister. <laughs> Sounded a little weird. <laughs> Sorry. Lost my train of thought. Anyhow, so Gordon was presenting his pocket knife. And I was actually talking to young Josh at work about this the other day because um, when he moved here from California, he proceeded to acquire as many knives that he could not legally carry and or own while living in the wonderful state of the People's Republic of California. And one of the first gifts he got from his father was a K-17 K-Bar. There you go. And I have a K-Bar. I have the same K-Bar, but also have a K-Bar branded butterfly knife, pocket knife, you know, folder. Mm-hmm. Not a butterfly, but a folder. And uh, occasionally I pull it out of my bag to eat a leftover pork chop while eating lunch at work. Because, you know, what better to cut into flesh than a K-Bar? <laughs> <laughs> and he tends to carry a butterfly knife on him. And I've had this conversation with other people because he's a young cat. He's like 19. I'm trying to school him on the ways of the world. He's already got a step ahead because his dad didn't, you know, allow for game consoles and too much internet in their lives because his dad was an internet security guy. He knew all what the hell's going on out there in the world. And so he's kind of got a step ahead of everybody else in that direction. But anyhow, I was talking to him. I said, you know, you can really tell how a dude grew up 
and where he grew up by his ability to open and or close any random pocket knife that he comes across. Because mm-hmm. if they grew up with knives, they aren't hesitant by them. They open them. They, how do you close this thing? No. But you get that cat trying to close it. <sighs> You can just, that's all you need to know about somebody. <laughs> you can definitely tell as a dude what kind of upbringing they had. And the cats who are afraid of the knives kind of scare me. <laughs> Those are the ones I I'm had, worried about. I mean, you know I another had, name for the butterfly knife? A stab em knife. A balasong? Yeah, that's right. You were saying, and Mike? I had a bunch of knives when I was growing up. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't even remember where I got my first knife at, but I mean, I had all kinds of pocket knives, and I had them all stashed in a box. In a box. And the um, knockoff Rambo knife. I I remember <laughs> got the, that at the Richwood flea market. Go ahead. Mark. I remember. I remember the uh, palm width law. Mm-hmm. Because I got caught with a pocket knife one time by wonderful Lee County Sheriff. Whoops. Did you tell him you're going fishing? And it was just barely. Oh, good thing you broke the tip off two days earlier. Well, whose palm, well, who's palm does it gotta be? That's my question. With of because you know I've got monkey paws. Well, they say a man's hand. Well, in that case, I choose the hand of one Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> I carry a goddamn sigh around, and it would still be under the width of his hand. No, you know who I choose? Who's that? The the, the fucking arm wrestler guy. That guy that just pumps. Oh, his, the, have you seen that guy? I've seen those type of guys. What I've seen the over the top. TikTok with the, what about the guy on TikTok with the really weird big hands? Yeah. That's the guy. Is that the guy? That's the guy. He sits oh. there and he, he does this type of stuff all day long. And he literally, he crunches his hands and he's got. So know, that wasn't a birth of, defect. That's something he um, no, cultivated. He's, he's been doing that since he was like 12 it's years about old. About 12 and he discovered and things downtown. His, <laughs> I thought he was like his, a concrete worker. His forearms are like literally like this big. He's got Popeye his syndrome. Hands, his hands are the size of like. He, I, think he, I think he can literally hold a basketball and cover a good portion of it. Yeah. With just you know the hand. size of a catcher's mitt or a baseball mitt? There yeah. you go. Yeah, literally exactly. palm the damn thing. <clears throat> Interesting. Yep. Gordon, you didn't get a chance to uh, <clears throat> submit your input into the piece of item or items you were inherited. That was a blessing, but a curse. Um, singer curse, blessing, but a curse. Ah, yes, from the same grandmother, a bed. Also cherry wood. Nice bed. The curse was is that the frame was flimsy underneath. So I'd have to prop up the box springs with patio stones that we had laying around. Glad to have the bed, but it took a little extra work. That'll do wonders on the carpet and or hardwood floor. <laughs> yes. Hey, any port in a storm. Uh, this isn't, this is off topic, but I just had a flashback. You had that mattress that you moved like six or seven times. I think it had been off on the, the top of your, the same bed. top of your truck so many times that at that point had a taco fold. <laughs> yep. It was actually on the top of a car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A rabbit. No, speaking, like a an- rabbit. speaking of like antique Fox. stuff that like you get, you inherit from grandparents and stuff like that. I have 
my great-grandmother's dresser that my son actually uses now. And it doesn't have, like, cuts or nicks or anything like that. It's been very well taken <clears throat> care of over the last... God, that thing's got to be... As old as that gumball machine it, it's, I'm seeing It's got to be either as old as my father or older than my father, so 60 or 70 years old. And uh, it still holds up and works just fine. I was given by a listener who couldn't sell it when his grandmother was moving, and it's a massive thing. It's a pain in the ass. Anyhow, over here in the corner, I got a 1937, oh, I forget what the hell brand it is. It's a, it's a radio console from the 30s. I would love to get the thing working, but the um, the cords all insulated fell off, and I bought an air correct cord. But then when I turned around, I found the cord is hardwired into the tubes, and there's a whole process. So anyhow, it's not getting fixed anytime soon. Back in the day, I've seen back this, in the day I've seen just about every single episode of American Pickers prior to them firing Frank. I haven't watched it since. And so was I, he your was he your dude? No, it's just, I don't know. I'm weird like just that. Just changed the dynamic of the show. Well, not only that, but they kind of did him dirty. Um, but anyhow, dirty. I got really good at knowing the price of things. I, I got to the point where I could like guess the price before they would start their dickering over it. And that came. To but you always got a dicker. Handy in real life. So every once in a while, I used to walk through the yard sale aisles at the Flea Masters. Got this huge flea market down here. The uh, yard sale aisle hasn't been doing that well, or the temporary aisles. <clears throat> but every once in a while, you'll come across something. This is not, in fact, a gumball dispenser. This oh, is I'm a sorry. Miller High Life peanut dispenser display that used to be at bars, and it's all wood. Mm. I, think, I think I paid like 15 bucks for this fucking thing, and it's worth probably about 70 on eBay. But I got a lot of cool antiques around here because I just used to watch all those shows and see shelled peanuts or whole peanuts. Whatever your flavor. Really? Yeah, because it's just got a little pull-out handle. There's nothing mechanical about it. I think it's from the it's it's I don't know, it's it's rudimentary. It's literally just a pull-out tray with a dowel in it. Something you'd make in wood shop if you had the skill. And there's just a little yeah, a little hole in the actually a hole. So what it'll do is it'll grab the peanut and then just drop it on your into your hand. So that's pretty hmm. cool. Never use it though. I think it still has some peanut dust in it. Outstanding. Day two at the dog park. Speaking of dogs, what's up, doggy dog? Is that Oliver? This is Zoe. Oh, Zoe. Yeah. She's gotten a lot bigger, but look how skinny she is. Yeah. She uh she actually had to get a uh, an emergency haircut because we kind of fucked it up. So she's all the way down. Whether it's your dog or your wife, pay for it once, do it the first time. <laughs> I'm going to dye no. my hair. No. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh-huh. another thing that was a curse and a blessing was our haircuts as children. Um, yeah, I mean, children, children. The bowl cuts. Yeah, I mean, they're just poor Irish farm boy haircuts, but <laughs> it is what it was. Amish. A Plus. barn raisin. <laughs> So something magical happened yesterday. I wish I had magical. Some, I wish did I had the stars some, align. Did the planets align? I wish I had some like deep forest music, like a brook going through the sound of a dragonfly, a babbling brook. As I tell the tale of the beautiful thing that happened yesterday, out of misery came some beauty. 
So I got home from work yesterday, and for one reason or another, Carrie and I decided we don't want to be in this goddamn house. <laughs> got to get the for fuck out. For one reason, get it. For one reason or another, we got to R-U-N-O-F-T. And so we, uh, I said, well, let's either go fishing or take the dog somewhere. She opted for the latter. I was a little one well, disappointed. We only had like two hours to kill. So we... Uh, I mean, how much fishing could a man do? Yeah, lately, not much. Um, so we put on the action vest onto Bailey and Jasper. People love that goddamn action vest. They get comments on them anywhere they go. And we hopped into the car, and last summer we took Bailey to the dog park one day, but there was nobody <laughs> there, and it was hotter than shit. And in the little dog area, there's no big, beautiful tree to sit under like the big dogs have. Mm-hmm. See where your loyalties lie there. Fuckers. And so we went you there. They don't like rotate like they don't got big dog and small dog areas. They rotate in and out. No, because the small dog area is smaller than the large dog area. You'd be mm, taking. See, they have littler legs. So they they need less. You know, kind of like if you're going to buy a horse and you like an acre yeah. per horse. I think if you buy a Shetland pony, you probably need half an acre per horse. Well, <clears throat> we no longer go to the dog park, and I, I know you'll continue your story here in a second, but. Desert Breeze has three dog areas. One's not in use. They rotate them all. They start with the small dogs first because the big dogs will beat the shit out of the grass. Then for about a month, the small dogs get this area. Then it rotates. Big dogs go into where the small dogs were, and then the small dogs go into what was just uh, closed for a month. Kind of cool. Yeah. We get enough rain down here that we don't have to worry about the crop rotation, but I get it. It definitely <laughs> makes sense. Um, so we were there yesterday, and we pulled up, and there was like a little – Basset hound running around. He's nice and cute. A little white fluffy thing and another little little yappy dog. We come in there with Jasper and Bailey. Now at this point, this is only Bailey's second time in the dog park. First time no one was there. And this is Jasper's first time, at least with us. Don't know what he, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened before us. And I bet there was no dog park. Well, I think he had the run of the neighborhood. I think he, he was he was a free-range dog, pretty much. I'm surprised he never got stolen. Yep. But, uh, so we get there, and we see two little Frenchies, and they're like, ooh, sweet. We got our Bostons. They got their Frenchies. We'll have a Frenchie Boston fucking dog Bee party. party. Yay. And I had Bailey's ball in the trunk, but I didn't want to Sounds get like out. a bunch of 500-pound men fucking trying to run around, probably. <laughs> so here come the... Here come the the Frenchies are waiting at the gate. They're super excited. Their butts are wiggling. Bailey and Jasper trying to get in. They, you know, dog parks have that two way locking system, kind of like a a, a key yes. or lock it. Kind of like a man trap. Yeah, yeah, way a dog don't get out. And so they're waiting for Bailey and Jasper to come inside. They're super excited. And so they hung out. We played for them for like a half hour. Then they bounced. Oh, that sucks. Bye. And then the basset hound left. Bye. And it was just us and the Chihuahua. <laughs> chihuahuas a noisy are, squirrel chihuahuas are cool if you're the owner of the chihuahua but for everybody else your dog sucks yeah but doesn't that now make the owner uncool they just shake shake and dribble <laughs> shake and dribble and sometimes get angry but this one was cool this one was running around with the dogs and everything was cool please tell me its name was Ren dog car pulls up Nothing. Lady gets out, and she comes in with a four-month-old Frenchie, cutest little goddamn dog. His name is the name of my cousin's new Frenchie, which I've drawn a blank on, so we won't get hung up on that. Not Pierre. 
No, Pierre was the first one. Remy. This is Remy. Like Remington. Mm-hmm. Lady shows up with a little Remy and Bailey and Jasper meeting it and hanging out and he's he's running after them. By this point I get Bailey's ball out of the truck. Actually before Remy showed up I got Bailey's ball. So it was just a chihuahua and then I got Bailey's ball out of the trunk and she was chasing around. You guys see the video on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, yada yada yada. But Remy comes and he's trying to bump the ball and it's the cutest damn thing. And we're having a grand old time. And then the car pulls up. And now the car comes out five. First I thought it was two. Got excited like oh Two Bebops, two Boston Terriers, little brown Boston Terriers. And I saw another one. I said, oh, three Boston. Oh, another guy showed up with five, three brown and two brindle Boston Terriers. And it was so a whole litter, basically. Goddamn Boston Terrier, whatever the hell Jasper is, <laughs> and a little Frenchie party. And they were just running around, hanging out, having a good old time. About 20, 30 minutes later, Cat shows up with five French Bulldogs. <laughs> And so if you're a fan of French Bulldogs or Boston's, this was the fucking place you wanted to be at North Fort Myers on a fucking Wednesday. This was something that And uh, sadly, one of the Frenchies was an asshole, so he had to stay on his leash. But uh, that's when the... Uh, yeah, you always have that one. Mm-hmm. Fucking Cartman over there. But anyhow, the fucking dogs loved it. I loved it. It was cool. Um, we hung out for a while and left. And then we went back tonight. Jasper got into the game, so the video's up now. Jasper has come off the bench, and now he's um, he's basically trying to steal the ball from from uh, Bailey now. So that's fun, and you can see that video. But I strongly suggest if you have a dog, go to the dog park. I can't go to the dog park with my dog. Why not? You act like you're the only one who has a pit bull. My dog's an asshole. Well, that's a whole other story. We used to go to a dog park until our dog got injured. Your brother-in-law's an asshole, but you take him to the bar, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, you know, my dog, he's he's an asshole when it comes to other he's dogs. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. Oh, you. When it comes to people, like, he'll, he'll growl at first. When, like, he's like, what's going on? Who's here? Mm-hmm. And then once he sees, like, if he recognizes you, he's like, oh, okay, what's up? Ever and since then he he turns into the laziest piece of shit. Well, my dogs <laughs> are lazy. Around. Bailey's down here snoring, but ever since the hurricane, she's got PTSD. Anytime she hears a sound now, she's barking. And then Jasper is yeah. a good... So they'll both be dead asleep, and they'll hear noise. I'll tell you what, no one's breaking into this house when anybody's home. These two will fucking wake, them, wake me up in a heartbeat. They're, they're on it. This one's my noisy one right here. Any noise, any bump in the night. Bump. Any yeah. loud exhaust. Vader Vader stays with my mother. Vader? And, uh, yeah, that's my dog. Vader or Mater? Vader, the V. He stays with my mother and uh he's he's her guard dog. Is he a white dog? No, he's Brindle. And uh That's a fancy name for brown swirl. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, he's he's I was gonna hoping you'd say black, eight. but <laughs> no. He's eight years old now, so he's, oh, he's just a puppy. He's getting up there, but he's like, Oof. and then he goes and fucks off in the corner somewhere. <laughs> Gordon, you uh, called me the other day and you said, "Hey, man, I've been listening to Trick Turner. I forgot how good they were." Mm-hmm. I don't know about their second album, but their first album for sure. That's all you listen. That's all you need. One album's enough. And it's fun to go back every once in a while, especially if you're getting older like us and you're sitting in an office environment. 
getting tired of listening to the same 38 songs on random on Spotify and Pandora, skipping between the two and this, that, and everything. We're going to start a new segment, a brief segment, but a segment nonetheless on the show called Go Back and Listen To. And this week, my suggestion, maybe Gordon will do next week, we'll have Mike do the following week. My suggestion for this episode's Go Back and Listen To, House of Pain's second album, Same As It Ever Was. Same as it ever. That's a fantastic goddamn album. Go back and listen to it. If you have never listened to it, go listen to it. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on Spotify. If you want to know what like Midwest nineties was like, <laughs> we yeah. weren't rolling around listening to the shit that was on the radio. Nope. We were playing whatever Still we don't. came across and found. And everybody knows I have House of Pain because of Jump Around. But that first album was good in in and of itself. But I was a true and Still am. I mean, I had two, three of his solo albums of Everlast, but House of Pain, same as it ever was, is a great album. And if you never heard it, I strongly suggest you go out and get it. It's or download it or go. You know what I mean. Go find it and play it. Great album. I'll segue into another album. Okay. Same artist is on it. The Judgment Night movie soundtrack. It's funny you say that because they're. Collaborative, collaborative song with Helmet came on. I was listening mm-hmm. to today. Are you familiar with that soundtrack, Mike? I am not. No. It's got a little um, House of Pain in it. It's got a little uh, Cypress Hill. I'm not going to say it was groundbreaking per se, but it was definitely first in the train of crossover projects. You know, you already had, had Anthrax and. Public Enemy, you already had Run DMC and Aerosmith. You already had Faith No More song that had quote unquote rapping in it. But you want it. Yeah. For the soundtrack of Judgment Night, they got a alternative punk or rock group and a hip hop group, rap group, mixed them together. And it made kind of like grunge and rap. So you had Biohazard and Onyx. House of Pain with uh, Cypress Hill. Sonic Youth was with... Who was Sonic Youth with? Pull it up on your computer if you can. Uh, I can't remember who Sonic Youth... I can't remember who Sonic Youth was with. But that was a... that That's a good album, too, especially if What's you... What's the album called? Judgment Night soundtrack. Oh, there went my camera again. Yep. Oh, we lost video, Mike. Just don't worry about it. Stay there. I'd rather have your audio than your video anyhow. That's fine. All right, Judgment Nine soundtrack. <clears throat> give me one this of came the, out. Give me one of the two artists, and I'll tell you who they teamed up with. We'll make a game Sonic out of Sonic Youth. Well, that's not fair, because that's the one I sent you to the website. But we'll, as we do the other ones, we'll see how many can get right. Okay. Therapy? Sonic Youth was Therapy? Nope. Oh, okay. I mean, I, you said it's... it's so you had fa- you had Fatal and Therapy, Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill. Okay. Living Color and Run DMC. Okay. Mud Honey and Sir Mix a Lot. Interesting. This one I didn't realize. Dinosaur Jr. and Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Ooh, I'll have to go back and listen to that one because I, yeah. I I liked Del later on. Who was Teenage Fan Club and De La Soul, who unfortunately <laughs> lost a uh, artist recently. Oh, that sucks. Onyx and Biohazard. Yeah, I got that one right. Faith No More and Booyah Tribe. Uh, can't blame me but for that. But you know what? I don't think... Uh, oh, here we go. Helmet and... Uh, and House um, of Pain. House of Pain. 
Pearl Jam and Cypress Hill. Yep. And probably the best iced tea and Slayer. Was that prior? Was that before or after Body Count? Because if that was after Body Count, that's kind of. I think cheating. this was. I was in Kentucky at the time. I think it's ninety three. Yeah, nineteen ninety three. Just another victim released in uh, August seventeenth, nineteen ninety three. Uh, and then they all kind of came out separately. Yeah, they released them as you know, as singles, mm-hmm. and then they kind of put it together. But uh, yeah, uh, it was a, a really good one. In the movie, you had Everlast. Emilio Estevez, I think, was probably getting close to being one of his last major vehicles. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. And then the guy who played in... The guy with the ponytail who was like the bad guy sidekick in a lot of movies. He was in it. And then... Uh, a few, Jeremy, P- Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven was like... He was like the leader of the bad guy gang. This was PCU gone bad. But they're basically a group of friends on a run from a drug gang of dealers led by one. Jeremy Pitt. Smoked a lot of cigarettes. Oh, Dennis Leary. Ranted. Yes. Yep. Dennis Leary. So the plot line was a group I of. go back and see the movie. Again. A group of college friends. They're like in their early 30s now. They're wanting to relive the college days. And they decide to go on a road trip. And on their way into the mountains, they break down, but not in a country environment. I just realized this. This is basically deliverance in the city. <laughs> Mixed with road trip. So instead trip of getting lost on a river in the mm-hmm. woods, they're on their way to the river in the woods and their car breaks down in like the worst shithole ridden city. What city was that supposed to be in? Was it an imaginary area? Chicago. Chicago. And uh, Miss Hapson, shenanigans ensue. Mm hmm. You still there, Mike? Oh, I'm here. <laughs> I can see your avatar. <laughs> no glitch there. No glitch there. No glitch there. So now I need to go back and see the movie. Too. Yes. So I strongly suggest those that movie and that soundtrack. There you go. And now it's time for the What's in Your Head podcast, East Palestine, Ohio, train derailment update. Toxic waste and chemicals, they have strange effects on the animals in my neighborhood, and some get a lot bigger, like the giant rat that jumped on my back. So if you've been living under a rock... Jeez, that's what ICP's doing these days? If you've been living under a rock, yeah, we hired them for our production crew. They're <laughs> slumming it. Or was that twisted? Yeah, it sounded like a mix between the two. Oh, he doesn't know. We interrupted this segment of the What's Your Head podcast to bring Gordon up to date on Psychopathic Records, the music record label that was. Um, I stopped listening to ICP and Twisted for a while, and then I started revisiting it. And sometime between the time I stopped listening and time time since I got reintroduced, there's like a falling out and all the artists went over to Twisted Record Label and ICP has like one artist now. So like their label basically died because they shit on too many people. It's really quite <laughs> yeah, sad, it's, but it's... But yet it's Eminem I, can still pull it off, right? It's it's ICP and like this rapper called Light, I think. or something Basically, like from what I understand, um, one of their record signees, some young up-and-comer, quote-unquote, that I've never heard of, who was on Psychopathic Records, knocked up, knocked up Jump Steady's daughter, which is Violent J's niece, and he got butt hurt and basically 
that caused the whole thing to fall apart. And so everybody's... Now, are they all from the Detroit area? No. Well, They're from kinda, the Midwest. Yeah. Kind of. South area. Maybe but yeah, so... Just across the river. So anyhow, Twisted is gone from Psychopathic Records. But unless you've been living under a rock, there's been some semi-crazy shit going on. Besides balloons. Ah, just a little. Um, within like, what, 72 hours, we had three, four train derailments? We had, yeah, about four train derailments. We've had and most, a four lot objects of... shot down in seven days. Three being benign. <clears throat> they think. The head of the Environmental Protection Agency promised Thursday that the Biden administration would, quote, get to the bottom of the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Did they blame Trump in the process? No, they're going after... I think Pudgett did. They're going after the um, the train company. As one would do. But not the idiot who put a bunch of quarters on the fucking track. This is a huge environmental fuck up because this mm -hmm. train was hauling many, 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 many... Lots of bad shit stacked on top of each other. of shit that was stacked on top of each other. <laughs> and... Rightfully so, the EPA said, well, this shit's under pressure and we're at a risk of a big problem here. And so, in some way, shape, or form, these things got either ruptured or intentionally cracked open to negate the, the worst case scenario. And all this shit went up in the atmosphere. And there's like pictures. You can see, I saw a picture, I don't know the truth behind it. It looks like a plane's up in the sky, and all you see is clouds because Ohio gets cloudy, especially this time of year. And then you just see like the gray plume, and it looked like, like Morador. It looked like a goddamn nuclear bomb went off there. But um, there's already been fish. reports of like over 130 and 50 dead fish already found. They're finding wildlife that are all fucked up, foxes and shit, and and it's a horrible. It's a big environmental disaster. But what I haven't heard, and I'm surprised because usually you know you can't let a good tragedy go to waste and the fact that there are three or four of them within like 24 hours uh, where's the cries of our infrastructure is falling apart i haven't heard that it's because there's a different guy in charge oh that's right but i, I i'm not a tinfoil hat guy but when you hear there's like fucking three <laughs> four in 24 hours Putin in charge of the um yeah he's the DMT? he's the head of the transportation he's the one that suggest things to the guy that they're calling the most the best commutative president we've had in a long time i don't know how that you mean captain captain stutterbum yeah but uh should try to watch his coming out and talking about the balloon shoot sounds today they're uh, the uh <laughs> governor the mayor and the um senator of ohio are basically trying to raise some epa money because they need to be able to get people back in their fucking homes. They all had to move out. They had like a mile radius evacuation. People were saying they're coming home out like two miles outside, and it just smells like chemicals, and it's horrible. So we will keep and then. And then what's the effects of cancer, say, five years, ten years from now, right? Mm -hmm. What is the long-term effect that we don't know? So the man-made disaster of this scale, scope, and significance necessitates the response and deployment of resources that are uh, commensurate with the scale and scope, Brown wrote. I am grateful for all the Ohio Environmental Protection Agency, the United States Environmental Protection Agency, and the Ohio Emergency Management Agency. 
local firefighters and local law enforcement for what they've done in response to this unprecedented disaster. But it's critical we act quickly to supplement our efforts. And it's just... It's I'm, gross. Why don't I why don't I remember something similar in general area 15 years ago? No, well, it's east of Cleveland. Cleveland did catch on fire. The lake did. But it'd be interesting in to see what after the investigation, what comes down to the cause of all four of these? Was it equipment failure? If so, was it on the trains in or the tracks in? Because was it infrastructure or poor maintenance? Because let me tell you, Gordon and I grew up across the, from a street from a train track. And it was loud, but it wasn't unbearable. It was almost um, niche, quaint. Every once in a while, a train would go rolling down the tracks. You got used to it, like uh, living on a road. Oh, wait, there was a road, too. Yeah, like the four-lane thoroughfare. That's a fun word to say, thoroughfare. But a couple of years route ago. Route 25. Rural Route 25 when we were growing up. A couple of years ago, I was on a World War II reenactment. No way. At this historical village, and they set us up by the train track. Somebody went back to his childhood. Worse. That's kind of what I'm getting to. This was a very active train track, and our tents, yes, Pump tits made 1943. These was ones about, without the floor? Yes, without the floor. Okay. Button together. Was about Did six. Did you know I slept in those in Civil Air Patrol? Yep. I've been sleeping on them for the last eight years. 60 yards from the train track. At night, a very active train track. And the train would come rolling down the track and got louder. But it wasn't the track and it wasn't the vibration. It was the lack of lubricant applied to the undercarriage of these trains and it got so bad because like one would come through an hour and after the booze wore off around three in the morning you're laying in a fucking bed sound asleep and you hear what sounds like 30,000 banshees flying through your tent it got to the point where I was having dreams where I was fantasizing about putting an industrial sized quad barrel WD-40 spray station installation two miles down the track. So as this train came barreling down the road, its undercarriage would get completely engulfed in WD-40 so that by the time it got to where my tent was, it was just a nice rumble. It got so bad. Like the guys who stayed there Friday, no, they got there Thursday. They were going to sleep because they came from out of town. They got there Thursday. They had to sleep there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then leave Sunday. By Saturday night, they said, Fuck it. They got in their car and went and slept. They like it because you just, it was insane. It was like torture. I mean, it, the effect it had on you. By the time you woke up at six o'clock in the morning, you felt like you'd been water tortured all night. Because just imagine once an hour, all night long, yeah, being awoken. Yeah, add to the realism of stress of war. Yes. Some people say, well, the trains, that's what they use for the major mode of transportation. You're right. And they maintained that shit and they lubricated it. Yeah, it but didn't just, sound like 30,000 banshees scratching their just, fingernails on a chalkboard in your ear. I was literally on, screaming not, in my... I'm not just saying trains, but just the whole yeah, the trauma yeah. deal, right? Absolutely. It got to the These point... These guys look haggard. Oh, it hmm. got to the point... I was sleeping with my earplugs in, like, in the feeble position, just like, go the fuck away. Go the fuck away. You know, you think mariachi music going until 4 a.m. is bad have a thousand depending on 20,000 banshees screaming through your bedroom or your tent while you're laying on the floor once Again, an hour on who you are. you'll pull your <laughs> fucking hair out 
but yeah, so um, hopefully we get down there and try to clean that disaster up. Yep. No, that's, that's and that's the question. And, they're and worried they about talk the water about supply. it much either. Right? Yeah, no one's talking about it. I mean, they're starting to now, um, but when it was going on was also when the um, the spy balloon kerfuffle was happening. Did you listen to that podcast I sent you today? No, I had an extremely busy day. I actually didn't get home to do the show until well, like what's 730. interesting is it's no longer on Spotify. Huh, that's peculiar. So it's the guy I named the Fat Electrician. Maybe uh, y'all have seen him around on TikTok and YouTube. He does a lot of explanation. He's a former Air Force guy who does a lot of explanation of military aircraft and such. And such. He was on there, and, and I thought Don would think this was interesting because he goes, I've got a conspiracy theory. I'm like, okay, let's hear it. He said World War II. Uh-huh. A lot of people don't know this. The Japanese actually set foot on the United States. Alaska. That was a big battle. Mm-hmm. You know who fought them? And, hold on. Let me, let me, let me finish yeah. before I lose my train of thought. Choo-choo. Pardon the train ah. pun. He said back then, if, and, and even now, Anybody who knows anything about war, all these top guys say, if you're going to invade the United States, you have to come up through Alaska, down mm-hmm. through Canada, and also take the Panama Canal. So they, uh, back then, and I, I would like to look into this, the Japanese floated a balloon up and over the Aleutian Islands, down Canada into Portland. Also floated a balloon over Panama Canal. Flash forward to this hold year. Hold on, hold on. Free flash forward. When was this? Back in World War Two. And that was the Japanese? Yep. What you're referring to is the Japanese balloon bombs. Fun fact, yep. it was covered up until probably the 80s. Well, the only the interesting The thing? only civilian deaths on the continental United States during World War Two was at the hands of a Japanese balloon bomb that crash-landed in Blythe, Oregon, out in the woods. A young 25-year-old Sunday school teacher... And her husband were on their way to take five mm-hmm. students on a Sunday school picnic. There's some road traffic going on, and the husband pulled over to find out what the scuttlebutt was. See what it did there. And Elsie Mitchell and her five students went out for a walk. Enjoy the Sunday air. At what point, one of her students came across the Japanese bomb balloon that was perched in a field. And... No one knows exactly what was said because no one who was there survived. But at a certain point, the balloon went off, killed all five students and Elsie Mitchell, who was pregnant with a child. So the only civilians to be killed on the continental United States from World War II was a Sunday school teacher and five students. But we covered it up, and rightfully so, because we didn't want the Japanese to find out that one of their balloons actually caused. Because that's the only one. They found some on power lines and some that did not explode, but they didn't want the word to get out and the Japanese would triple down on the production and send more of those damn things sailing over here. And this conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. just a theory, mm-hmm. not mine, sure, but it does make sense, yep. is that the Chinese spy balloons, plural, remember there was one in Latin America, followed the same paths. Yeah, it's a slipstream. Meaning, basically, are they testing to see how one, quickly we respond and to, you know, get some intel. Well, now they did talk about the YouTube, the YouTube plane that was over top, who evidently, I forget what they called this system, but it was able to basically block the transmission and, and, and intercept their, and that's why they believe that this 
because you, you've heard reference to the YouTube photo, YouTube photos of it, of, of this balloon, and that's why the military let it go across the country. Was They basically flew a Faraday it. cage over top of it. And then they allegedly, and I heard the story, and I haven't seen a whole lot of follow-up on it, is they did find a small amount of explosives on it. Yeah, they said there, there was a payload on it. That's why they didn't want to shoot it down over the continental United States. And Well, and this explosives was basically only enough to destroy itself. Yeah. And why did it not destroy itself? They believe because the U-2, when the United States military was able to block the signal. But, uh, no, I mean... So if, things escalate, though. Yeah, it makes sense. And, by the way, what's even more perfect for that plan is that slipstream comes in over the West Coast. And as anybody who lives in the West Coast knows, you can burn this state of California down by one cigarette butt out the goddamn window. And so to have that type of incendiary device land in there... Um, because that was the whole plan in Japan. They in the World War II, it's not that they wanted were worried about, oh, let's let's burn down the states to kill people. No, it was let's burn down the states to suck up manpower, have them fighting fires and dealing with that shit, and that'd be less men they could send over here. Plus the the damage caused by that and anybody lost was just a little extra oomph in their powder, but yeah. And then I was reading more about this article, and I sent you something about, I did not know this. I guess Chinese have allegedly opened up some illegal police stations in the United States. Yeah, this has been going on for a while. Um, they did it This under was the, actually in the AP. Yeah, they weird. started in New York. It was about four or five months ago. Um, I've heard stories. I think I, I, I read the article when it first came out. But yes, they're doing it under the guise of the Chinese social credit score system. And they're opening up. They opened up like four, I think, at the time in New York City. Well, there's one in New York City for sure, maybe two. And I think they had two in L.A. at the time. And they were basically going to the local governments and saying, hey, we're just here to keep an eye on our citizens. We have the social credit source system over there. We just need to have them check in. Kind of think of it like a, a kind of a, um, a mini embassy, if you will. Okay, right. sure. Go ahead. As long as you pay your rent. As long as you pay your rent, you're good to go. Yeah, there's like what forty four of them now, and they're just throughout the world. Yeah. No, in the United States, or is it throughout the world? It's throughout the world. Yeah, and the fact that they're buying up our farmland and all this, we gotta, we gotta so do some. My question to you is: Now China has blocked Lockheed. They have because of this shooting. I, I shoot down today. They've they basically put sanctions on Lockheed and Raytheon not to sell import or export stuff to China, which I thought was kind of. Oh funny, no! What will we do oh, with all these we weapons? Do? But um, my thing is, is what it, at what point if this escalates, does the United States start pulling land that the Chinese have bought up in the United States from them? It frees our assets. I mean, that's why Japan attacked us in World War II. We froze our assets and stopped the import-export of oil to them, and they needed oil to to conduct business. You know, we used more oil and gas on the D-Day raid than the entire German army did, and like I think the entire country of Japan did in all of like 1943, 44, that's 45. Insane. The amount of fuel we used for, what, 6,000 just ships alone. Well, and maybe I've mentioned this before, but do you see a lot of odd, a lot of parallels between what's going on now and what we've seen in past conflicts that have built up? Yeah, you know, and when we were growing up, not so like old man again, but when's the last Marty! time? When's the last time you've heard someone say and not say it in remembrance, like I'm saying it now? But when's the last time you truly heard a serious statement of "If we don't learn from history, we're bound to repeat it." We've gone the opposite direction. We've gone yes. from 
learn from history. Shit, we're going to erase it. Take these statues down. Mm-hmm. Do this and that. What are you doing, goofy-ass dog? <laughs> He's over here, like, kicking the lamp. And the other thing is, you know, I've talked to people, and they're like, oh, this stuff won't happen. And I'm like, hey. let me ask you a question. In the history of the world, when was there Part an one. everlasting peace? Never. I mean, even during the beginning, I'm sure Adam and Eve were going at it, you know, quite a lot. Yeah, I'm sure they were. There's no peace in that Middle East. I would assume that's <laughs> Middle East, right? Because that's where the whole, you know, I I just assume everything's based You okay, Mike? <laughs> There's a different type of peace in that Middle East. <laughs> that was that forbidden fruit. Different type of snake in that bush, too. <laughs> but real that always devolves to that. I, but that got that's, me. And that's, when, <laughs> that's good, man. And that's, that's when really we lose good. it. Here's a little sad news before we get into Gordon's news. Oh, no. We no been... more sad news. It's, it all sounds like sad news. <laughs> it's all sad news. Bruce Willis diagnosed with dementia after retiring due to asphyxia. Are, are we surprised? No, but it's it's sad, really. It is sad. To see somebody with that talent level. I mean, not that anybody getting Alzheimer's isn't sad, but to see somebody with that talent level. And... and that's just one of those markers that, you know, it's our time. You know, we we saw this happen with our grandparents' generation, and then our parents' generation. You hear our parents say, oh, boy, Lucille Ball died. That's a shame. I remember watching her when I was a kid. Now we're getting there. But it's just, you know, it just, it sucks to hear that uh, he's only 67, too. The older I get, the yeah. younger old gets. You know who also passed away? Yeah, he hasn't passed away. He's just got Alzheimer's. Oh. Well, you know who did pass away, though, sad news? Who's that? Isn't that one Raquel Welsh? Yeah. Yeah. I did not realize she was 80 years old. Yep. Well, you got to remember, um, Andy Dufresne was digging out that jail cell behind that post of her from Planet of the Apes. Wasn't that her? Yeah. And that yeah. movie was, took place in the uh, late 50s, The lovely 60s. Raquel. <laughs> <laughs> got to get busy living or get busy dying. Gordon, do I got something for you, fella? It's been a long time coming. Oh, boy, we got a new stinger. And now, from the What's in Your Head podcast news desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, here's Gordon Abernathy. Please don't say it. Oh, good. No, how are you doing today when we clearly know? Gordon Abernathy, how are you doing tonight? (laughs) Not to beat a dead horse. Well... You know, I would feel bad about this next story, but I don't because I believe when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. February the 11th, there was a catalytic converter theft incident again in California. Los Angeles Sheriff's Department said a woman was sleeping in her Ford 4x4 excursion in a Target parking lot in Palmdale. If you can't feel safe in a Target parking lot in Palmdale, where can you feel Mm, safe? (laughs) The upper class Walmart, right? It's not like she was at a Walmart. She was at a Target, for God's sake. They got a Starbucks right inside. What what woke her up was the sound of somebody sawing off her catalytic converter. (laughs) (laughs) The woman then... Well, she decided to start her vehicle and put it in reverse. Good. Run At these fuckers point, over. At she felt a bump <laughs> and immediately bump, bump. stopped her vehicle. That's the sound the of the 50s when they're hitting in your trunk. Yeah. Well, she actually did have low-profile tires on this lifted 4x4, which I think is the most retarded thing to do, but whatever. Hey, the rims and tires are in the shop. Oh, sorry. What? What is it? Those are my winter rims. 
It is L.A., so they're always their winter rims. L.A. L.A. Um, LASD, that would be the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, told Fox News Digital. This does come in from Fox. The smaller ve- There was a smaller vehicle parked right next to hers, which contained three other suspects decide- described as two Hispanic women and one Hispanic male. Who are no, sitting inside the, the that's small That's what we call vehicle. ride or die. Those are ride or die chicks. They ain't sitting at yeah. home waiting for you to go out and do the dirty work. They're going out there with you. They're, they're on well, lookout. Well, I'm thinking the, 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 the guy who got run over must be the other half of one of the ladies. Uh, they were sitting in this vehicle while the fourth, later identified as one 42-year-old Alfredo Ramos, was beneath the car, allegedly attempting to steal the converter. Hmm. Sawing sounds under the car that's and, not yours. And for the, those of you who don't lifted truck, for those of you who can't do the mechanical math, he wasn't down there with a hacksaw. <laughs> He's down there with a battery-operated wireless die grinder. Those things aren't exactly quiet. Or a sawzall. That's um, even louder. <laughs> authorities responded to the scene around eight p.m. The time, uh-huh. three, the three. What you doing? Huh? <laughs> what you doing down there? Uh, nothing. I got ran over. <laughs> Authorities responded to the scene around 8 p.m. detained the three remaining suspects in a smaller vehicle of the smaller vehicle and transported Ramos to Antelope Valley Hospital, where he was later pronounced dead. fucked up. Actually, Not dead when he got there. He died. The investigators who spoke with the victim, who did not know the four suspects, why are you victim shaming? The victim is the lady in the car. No, sir. The it, victim is the gentleman who died because he lives in a society where we have unle- unequal blah, boundaries blah, blah. and he couldn't afford to buy kids his food. So he was forced, sir, he was forced to get a $350 wireless die grinder and go underneath the car and steal Preach. a Kelly converter that he could sell for 48 bucks in the black market. Preach. Actually, it goes from 200 to $1,000. Exactly. But. It's like they, the people they, who ask they, for they, money when they have like $200 Doc Martens on. Yeah, let me let me break off a fucking five for you, Steve. After speaking with this lady about the, her, to get her account of the events, LASD planned to present the case as a justifiable homicide Good. to the district attorney's office and is suggesting official charges of conspiracy to commit grand theft auto against the three surviving suspects. See, if that was no Florida, charges, if that was time, Florida, no, go ahead. Right? At this time, no charges has been filed against the victim. The DA's office will ultimately determine the charges, if anything. Hopefully, they're not super woke. Uh, should be filed against the involved parties and all involved parties, according to the sheriff's office. See, so catalytic converter thefts, as we know, has been rising across the United States. The street value of catalytic conver- converters, converters containing precious metals such as My platinum precious. and palladium, ranges from about two hundred to a thousand dollars. Yeah, they caught like a family in like Pahrump somewhere. They had like a warehouse of like mm-hmm. 3,000 catalytic converters. <laughs> They're <laughs> actually stealing Hyundais out here to go from point A to point B to rip them off. And apparently, Hyundais and Kias are very easy to steal of certain years. This, uh, this yeah. happened at my work. Hyundai? All the box trucks and everything like that, they didn't have them locked up. They were just sitting by the building. All willy-nilly. Caught them right off. Well, I'm going to we'll going on to this catalytic converter thing. You know the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile? Oh, yeah. It is here in Las Vegas, and it was on a shitty side of town, and they were staying in a hotel, and they woke up to go to an event the next day, catalytic converter gone. Problem. Even, now, even you the were, Oscar Mayer Wienermobile in safe. Las Vegas, Nevada, loses its catalytic converter. Kind of insane, isn't it? 
the biggest differences you could tell between California and Florida is in this story. What was the potential charges for the other three who were involved that were found in the car? Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. So at worst case scenario, they're looking at whatever potential maximum sentence you can get for Grand Theft Auto in L.A., which is, I think, three and a half days. Here in Florida, if you are a participant in a crime that results in a death, whether it's through the victim or one of your cohorts, you, at a minimum, catch manslaughter charges. That's good. Guilt by association. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And the person who did the running over would be let go. Yep. And this is on the tail of me making a TikTok video after the Super Bowl where they showed a bunch of Eagles fans standing in the city and someone's got a camera up on a balcony. And the dude either has like a fucking field hockey stick or regular hockey stick or just a long pole. I don't know. And someone's kind of whispering in his ear, agging him on. Interestingly enough, it looks like that photo of the FBI agent who convinced the fucking Trump guy to go break down the door. Very, very similar. Somebody talking in his ear and all of a sudden he starts smacking the back of this fucking car window with it. Clack! Trying to break the window. Clack! And some dude comes in from off camera and fucking decks the guy. It's the guy who owns the car. And everybody acts along the like, what are you doing? Why are you hitting him? Look, Fuck I'm sorry. Find out. <laughs> if you come upon a group of assholes who decided because the team that in which they didn't even play for lost a fucking football game or going to destroy your car, feel free to fucking punch them. It should be legalized. We need to stop this nonsense. And don't come at me with... He's got car insurance. Sure, Steve should have to pay an extra $300 a fucking month because he had to file a claim because a bunch of douchebags got upset that their team lost the football game. He wasn't doing nothing. He wasn't playing for the way, team. Why should insurance. he have to pay the insurance deductible and have the fucking increased plan? And not to, be, not, not, not to just say that, now his car, even though it's been fixed, is full of fucking his Bondo car putty and everything fucked. else. Yeah. Breach. Well, speaking of TikTok. Mm-hmm. TikTok de-influencers yeah, like a bunch of- want Gen Z to begin buying less and more. Do what now? What do you mean by that, Gordon? I, I want to find out. Ready? Ready to go on this journey together? Let's go. Coming out of the New York on the AP, as I blow my levels, at a time when consumers are inundated with so-called social media influencers peddling the latest products online, such as Manscaped, a slew of TikTok and Raycon, a slew of TikTokers users are leveraging their platforms to tell people what not to buy instead. The trend is called de-influencing, which is in stark contract, contract, let's try that again, Gordon, contrast to the prior ones like TikTok made me buy it. There is a hashtag in front of that. I just didn't feel like saying it until the end. When customers are showing off their products they purchased after seeing them on the social media app. These days, TikTokers are telling their followers which products aren't worth the money, Raycon, or urging them to resist indulging in trends. Some influencers are sounding off about blushes and mascaras. Why do we go here? Where other beauty skincare items that made big promises, but just did not deliver. Kind of like that drone Don bought. And others are telling their followers to avoid hairstylers. And water bottles, TikTok itself helped popularize. All told, the clips with hashtag de-influencing have racked up more than 150 million views in just a few months. It's not clear how the trend originated, 
Though one of the first TikTok videos that came from a former employee of Ulta and Sephora, which listed frequently return products. I was kind of on the vanguard of that. <laughs> After the I whole don't be so white scandal with Coca-Cola. Don't call me white. Don't call me white. Name that band. No effects. Fat Mike. I was wearing a Coca-Cola shirt as I apt to do. What was the name of one of their albums? That's pretty offensive. Two heaps of bean and a something. White else. trash, two, two heaps and a bean. Um someone made a comment about my Coca-Cola shirt. He said, You need to burn that. And I proceeded to explain to him that all my Coca-Cola apparel was purchased long before whoever's working in the company, which you don't like right now, who will probably only be there four years. Why should I burn something I spent my hard-earned money on just because someone who's in a position of power says something stupid? A few months later, people started burning their pit vipers because they huh? fell into the stupid pit viper. Pit viper fad. Everybody on YouTube why, and TikTok. But, but why were they burning their pit vipers? Because a 24-year-old Twitter admin that pit viper hired posted something on Twitter that some people took as anti-Christian. So, as you do when your DT is... Most people wore pit vipers or a little bit of the redneck or Florida boy persuasion. Yeah, kind of like when Yeti came out against Firearm. Now you're demographic. Uh, so I got lifetime. People started burning their pit vipers. It's like, well, hey, stupid. Um, this is why you don't follow internet trends. If you didn't go out and buy these ugly-ass glasses, which, by the way, they weren't cool in the fucking 80s when Macho Man Randy Savage wore them. If you wore those, they look like a douchebag then. You look like a douchebag now. I digress. So the fact that you're wearing them with your fucking modernized half-ass mullet, that's a bad look to begin with. And it's not even a full mullet. And so, you know, be yourself. Be down with what you like. And who cares what people say? And don't burn shit you you spent your hard-earned money on. Just because somebody hurt your feelings who works there who won't be. Trust me, Coca-Cola's been around for a long time. I'm sure there's a lot worse people working there at some point in their history than the assholes who said be less white. Trust me on that Especially one. Especially back in the beginning yeah, days. Yeah, back, back when this shit first started. I'm sure there's a when lot, gave of, you. A lot of unsavory folk who, uh, who had paychecks written with the endorsement of Coca-Cola Company on it. So, you know, don't get too panties too thrown out of whack. Go ahead, Gordon. Saying they may have had some ghost costumes hanging in their closet? Probably. I can't see a damn thing. It is thing from the South. Thing. Yeah. I can't see a damn thing in this thing. Go ahead. Last one. Did you know? The Muffin Man. No. The, muffin, the man. muffin Man. The Muffin Man. Yes, I know the Muffin close. Man. You know, he was it a is serial close. killer. Oh, well, you're, you're getting closer. K-I-L-L-A. talk about this. Did you know that Winnie the Pooh had no lost its trademark and is now public domain? Uh-oh. Well, it doesn't surprise me because Winnie the Pooh was not originally a Disney licensed product to begin with. It was a children's book out of, like, Europe or some shit. Yes, it was. In which Winnie Pooh the Pooh now stars in an R-rated slasher movie. Sweet. Have you seen the commercials for this? I think I've seen a YouTube clip for it. Ah, New York City of the AP, getting ready to wreck our childhood. The 100-acre wood 
has seen some pretty unsettling things over the years. A honey jar shortage, rather blustery days, and the, the Maplethorpe omnipresent documentary. Threat of a hepalump. <laughs> Do yourself a favor, uh, Mike, and go Google Maplethorpe <laughs> later tonight. Do not do that, Mike. Google what? Maplethorpe. He was a black and white photographer from the mid-90s. Do yourself a favor. And it was a big issue in Cincinnati. Do yourself a favor and go Google Maplethorpe photos. Enjoy. But in the movie, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. These are the type of photos that a Trent Reznor and a Marilyn Manson would probably have on their coffee table. (laughs) Go ahead, Gordon. Kind of like Nine Inch Tails. You see that one I sent you with the cat? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. The new yeah. micro-budget R-rated horror film, Pooh, wades into far darker territories than ever anyone ever or could have ever have imagined. Ever or ever have imagined. That's stupid. Yeah. After 95 years of saying things, 95 years of a hug is always the right size, Pooh, newly freed of rum copyright, is now violently terrorizing the remote house of young women. <laughs> oh, I got to watch this. Countless cherished characters have passed into public domain before, but perhaps never so abruptly as and savagely as Winnie the Pooh. Pooh, Piglet, Kangaroo, Owl, Eeyore, and Christopher Robin all Not became Christopher public domain Robin. on January the 1st of last year, when the copyright on A.A. A. Millen's 1926 book, Winnie the Pooh, with illustrations by E.H. Shepard, expired. Just last year, Pooh and Piglet can now be found on a murderous rampage in a nationwide movie in theaters. A head-spinning development that's happened faster than the bear could say, Oh, bother. Oh, bother. So this will be interesting. The person who wrote uh, that article, the, uh, by the way. The, thing, huh? the person who wrote that article, by the way. Is pretending they've never seen the advertisements for the Family Guy or the Simpsons on the Pornhub website because right. that was a worst. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. And speaking of watching interesting murderous stuff, mm-hmm. you the final season, first half has been watched by us. We binge-watched all six episodes in one night. Not that we were wanting to binge-watch it and or watch all of it, but we didn't realize they only put out six episodes for now. Yep. What do you think without spoiler alerts? You mean like the trailer for the second half? No, I didn't watch it yet. Why would I watch that? Yeah. What was your overall opinion of it without spoiler alerts? You kept me entertained. Are you not entertained? Um, British accents drive me a little batty after a while. Yeah. Um, interesting take, but definitely see the end of coming. Carrie was not too enthralled with the whole plot line. Well, what else are they going to do? The same thing? Well, that's what I thought. I said, it's kind of what they have to do. Otherwise, it's just going to be the same as the fucking first three seasons. Same as It's going to be like line. all three Iron Men movie. Or, <laughs> I don't know. I've only seen like one. You know, it's always I've a probably good guy and a bad less, guy with a bomb, right? I've probably seen less comic book movies than anybody you know. Not or any I, movie with good guys and bad guy with a bomb. 
I don't know. You know, I used to be so into movies. I had so many VHS. It's all I, I still appreciate. And I his... just fallen out of well, primarily theater watching. But I, I don't know. I just not that they're bad. I just I don't. Oh, I gotta go see the new Super Duper movie. It's just eh. It's just another one. I still appreciate on you his internal monologue. Yeah. Did you ever see? I guess there's a version of the original season or two of you without the internal monologue, so you just see him oddly silent. Hmm. No, I haven't seen Which that. Which actually that. looks real fucking creepy. That must be the little director's cut. But uh, yeah, that that was good. Um, what else have we watched? Oh, Velma on HBO Max. Nope. Little adultish. Velma is actually her her race is different. I would say it's either part Indian or Middle Eastern. They play up the lesbian theme. It's very adult. Um, kind of interesting. It's right one of those, on. if there ain't nothing else to watch, I'll watch it. Yeah. I'm and then The Last of Us, if you haven't watched it, please do. Yeah, I haven't watched that one yet either. Did you ever play the video game? No. That came out mean? That came out after the zombie thing got fucked out. I thought it came out like PS2, like years ago. No, it well, it was years ago, but this was already after um, Resident Evil. I think, I think is, it was on Xbox 360. What was the game, the big game that came out, the zombie game that came out? Everybody had um, Left, Left 4 Dead. Dead. Left 4 Dead was out, and then you had the re, the new Resident Evil 4 was out, and then there was uh, Zombie. Dead Rising. Dead Rising, and I, then you had the zombie, the... Nazi zombies on Call of Duty. So by the time that game came out, I was like, yeah, we get it, zombies. <laughs> yeah, so what's interesting, uh, an article I read, they were not allowed to use the Z word on set. Hmm. They're more monsters. Put um, you in the right I do think too. that even though it is fiction, I do think the theory behind it with the cordyceps, like the ones that take over the ants, seems a little more plausible than, you know, some escaped virus. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, these things definitely change and morph the longer they are in there. Um, they're definitely probably way creepier looking than anything else. But Even uh, worse than the black. acting is fucking fantastic. And the special effects are fantastic. So I can't say enough. Uh, we have already in the, I think it's season mid season finale of that. So, uh, if you get a chance to get HBO Max free for a little bit after the whole season comes out, go for it. Do, 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 do. I'm looking for a video that I saw tonight that I didn't know. But the joke is, is Pedro Pasquale in about 10 years, all his movies will be him guiding magical children from one place to the other because of the child in uh, Mandalorian and this. So, Gotcha. I didn't know if I liked that video or not. I found a video earlier I saw today. I'll have to find it. See if I can find some. It's one of those kind of semi tinfoil hat. Here it is. Let's see if I can bring this up without being too loud. Here's a tinfoil hat video for you. I would love to find this news article. This guy's standing in front of his TV and in front of the t on the TV on YouTube. 
He has a news story from like January of 2022. A small town to make a big impact. Yeah, East Palestine's excited to make an important medical device available to all 4,700 residents. I told you about it in October, and Sunday there's a special meeting to share more or start signing up. Yeah, they're talking about Palestine, Ohio. So he's playing this news article talking about how Palestine, Ohio was chosen for this new medical bracelet device that was given out to all the citizens back in January. And now all of a sudden they have this crash going on. So now the tinfoil hat guy's like, oh, we got us one, boys. We got a big one here. That's interesting. Bad coincidence. Mike's like, I don't believe it. That's a rabbit hole to go down. There's lots of rabbit holes out there. How did that commercial win the um, commercial of the year for the Super Bowl? Which one? The the, name the of, rabbit holes. Yeah, the rabbit hole commercial. I think it, the only reason I wanted that is won the commercial of the year. Yeah, by the people who did, do it to get I, more attention I, on it. I didn't know that it won, but I just because it's so tongue in cheek with everybody going down their rabbit holes on the web. Well, I saw only reason I knew is I saw an article on my timeline on my phone that said that I can't Tubi. Tubi's polarizing commercial. I'm like, oh, someone had to balls at a polarizing commercial? And I go and watch this commercial. I'm like, what's the fucking polarizing about rabbit stone? Conspiracy theorists that go down rabbit holes. Didn't you know that? No, apparently the polarizing part was, is I guess on the live stream, they opened on the live football game, they opened it with the football commentaries pre recorded. And so the commercial begins with what you think is the football game coming back on. And then it cuts and goes static and then goes to that commercial. And that's what polarized people because they you know, probably got pissed that they wiped their ass and got off the toilet real quick because they thought the game would come back on. But don't most people pause it now or so fast I, forward through commercials? Well, the, the whole thing with Super Bowl is to watch commercials, right? That's why they're so expensive. But to be quite honest, I think we bailed on the third quarter. I, I didn't watch yeah. any of it. Um, I thought the commercials were kind of lame, including the... Well, they've got to be lame because they're not allowed to do anything I mean, anymore. I mean, they're all real lighthearted, but it just, it felt like there was a couple on there. It's like, how did that get fucking greenlit? You know, it was, they were just bad. Bad as in, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. Or bad as in, this is boring. Bad as in, this is just fucking horrible. Is it not even, and it has nothing to do with political views or this, that. It was just a horribly written, a horrible idea, like a bad B flick that should never have made it as far. Yeah. Like like reality TV, such as Big Brother, how does it get greenlit? Hey, I watch every season of that goddamn show for the last eight years. Shut up. That's why I said that. <laughs> oh, that's my guilty pleasure. You're very guilty. Um, I dumb plum forgot what I was going to say about that. Anyhow. That's all I have to that's say. That's all I got to say about, about that, that. Jenny. <laughs> it was going to be something profound, too. You guys are going to miss out on it. Shit. That's just profound in his own head. If you have anything profound to say, you have any comments, oh. criticisms, want to tell us to fuck off ever so nicely, send us an email to info at d-410.com and let us know what's in your head. See what they did there? That's fun. Are you allowed to say the health update on a certain radio personality? Uh, I don't know a health update. I know everything you guys know, which is that he's at the hospital. He's currently uh, working on speech therapy, um, and that's all I know. I heard yeah. different, but I'm just. I heard. I, I listened a little today. I didn't hear the show today. I'm just going off of what. Don, they you missed. On Facebook. I hate to say it, but you kind of missed the boat on that one. 
No, I thought about it, and there's no way I can make that work. No. If you're thinking, no, about I mean, if you were still there, yeah, well, I even thought about, didn't, yeah, no, nah, I can't mean, make that work. No, it wouldn't. Right now, yeah. it's the the Stan and Junior show, and Roger, which is weird mm-hmm. because Roger's voice has a very similar modulation to Junior's, and sometimes when the two of them are talking, it's hard to distinguish. Oh, that's two different people talking. Very, very similar. I mean, I was listening mm. a little bit the other day, but I. I don't get off work till four thirty, and usually yeah. by that time of the day, I'd I crack open the podcast, the music early in the morning because my day starts at seven thirty. But after lunch, I'm just so damn busy that I don't have the ability to listen to it. So by the time yeah, I get off too. of work, they're in the middle of four o'clock fluffer, and then I tune in for the news. But yeah, that's all I all I know. Um, Mike, okay. if you know anything different, just text me off the air because I don't know what you want to say, and I don't want to say anything that shouldn't be said. If there is anything that shouldn't be said, said unless you're going to repeat something they said on the air, I don't know. I don't know. Stan said on it, it, it sounded, I think it was listening either today or yesterday or something. Uh, it sounded like Haney was actually home. Good. He said that somebody had called the day and he said, Hey, we're hanging in by the skin of our teeth, but we ain't going anywhere. Cool. 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 Yeah. So, but yeah, so. you know, in Stan's way of saying that. So yep. no, I, I had text Stan to see if he was taking visitors. I didn't want to show up unannounced and him, you know, either just, not wanting people there because he's fucking tired or, you know, whatever. And so Stan said he'd get... I'm just glad he made it to a hospital. Yep. Um, and that's all I'll say, you know. Damn, uh, dog, you're stinking me out. She's over here fucking sleeping. She's Boston beanbagging you. But that's just about going to wrap it up for this episode of the What's In Your Head podcast. As we said before, if you want to email us, please do so at info at d-410.com. And while you're head over to d-410.com, click on that Patreon link or go to whatsinyourhead.com. Click on our Patreon, sign up, and subscribe. It's only a dollar a month. because a long way to help keep the ring lights on around here, if you know what I mean. And uh, I'm down one. Mine's busted. No, mine was re- one of my two was taken into the bathroom for proper application of morning time uh, mascara and facial stuff. Cause mine just don't work. Which, ladies, I got to ask you, um, ring lights have three different color settings. How do you know which one is the appropriate color setting to put on your face when you're putting on your makeup? Because if you match your makeup to that light and then you go to work and you have a different color light and it's not natural, your your skin's not going to match. But that's another. You can email us if you have the answer for that. But um, I was wondering that the other day. These are perplexing questions from Don. But that's going to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much. Um, I'm just exhausted. I i can't even get into the shits going on in this doing? house. But, uh, what are you doing? Come here. Yeah. Thanks, guys, and uh, we will talk to you all next week. Sorry. This has been a Digital 410 production.